Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLam. I'm here with my daughter, Miss Sarah Beth McLam. I say Miss because she has just started her brand new teaching job. How's that going? Pretty good. Um, getting used to the start of school and new kids and a new teaching career. So That's right. That's right. And part of your responsibility as a agriculture teacher is to be an advisor for students. And you have officers that you have students who are officers in your organization, the FFA, correct? Yes. Yeah. So you're teaching them leadership skills, right? Yes. Why do you think positive leadership, being positive, uh, having a positive mindset when it comes to leadership is important for them? Well, this is something that I tell my kids um, a lot in my officers is that if they are into leadership, if they aren't kind, if they aren't excited about what they're doing, none of their peers will be excited. Um, so I tell them, you know, engage on the friendship aspect, the community aspect, the, hey, this is a lot of fun. Let's be positive about all this big to-do list that we have to do. Let's be positive about that and get it done. Um, so I encourage them a lot to, hey, let's bring the light and the sunshine, if you will, into the organization. Well, one of the things that you're going to like about today's interview is we're interviewing Jade Gordon. Now, Jade Gordon, uh, father, John Gordon, wrote a book called The Power of Positive Leadership, which is the whole premise is teaching folks the, you know, the purpose of positive leadership, why it matters, uh, what makes someone you know, be an effective leader and, and how you can do those things. And Jay has made it her mission to take her dad's message, this book, and teach it to youth across the nation. So Jay Gordon is our guest today, and you're really going to invite, uh, love this interview. Check out the links below because there's going to be some great things she's doing. And at the end of September of 2022, this it should be in a couple weeks from now, if you look at some of the links, if you have a youth, they can actually go uh, and register for the Youth Power of Positive Leadership training. So let's go to our interview with Miss Jay Gordon. Jade, welcome to the Gen Z Show. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. I was really excited when you accepted my offer. I've been a big fan of the Power of Positive Leadership. I've been a big fan of, of everything uh, that your organization is a part of. And we, you, you're what I think probably the fourth or fifth person that's probably associated speaker-wise that we've had come from the John Gordon companies and be a part of our group. So we're really excited about this. Uh, yeah. Our our t our our community heard me introduce you just a few seconds ago, but they always want to hear from our guests themselves what they are about and who they are. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a couple of minutes of, of who you are and, and share yourself with our guests. Yeah. So growing up, I heard my dad, you know, talk about positivity. He wasn't always the most positive person. And so seeing him on this journey from being very negative to positive, I used to say it's it's annoying. But now that I'm older, 
I appreciate it so much more. And now I'm on my journey because I want to impact the next generation and teach them things that my dad taught me when I was younger that helped me with mental toughness, with being a great leader, with positivity, with just trying to be your best. And so that's why it's really important for me now that I'm going around all around the country trying to share this message with teens and people who are impacting teens so that they can equip them to be their best. I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, the, our mission is to equip this generation to impact future generations. So when you said, I want to impact next generations, I was like, oh, this is so great. This is, this yes, is so I great. love that. I love it. So that's awesome. So, so what are you speaking mainly on when you go to teams? So I'm mainly speaking on the power of positive leadership. Um, but I eventually, I've been talking with my dad, I want to formulate a talk or some type of um, course or training about confidence and identity. Because I feel like so often, especially now with, you know, COVID impacting mental health, um, lots of comparisons, social media, we all struggle with our with confidence and with our identity with who are we. Mm -hmm. And me being a former athlete, once I stopped playing my sport, I said, who am I if I'm not this lacrosse player? Who am I if I'm not out on the field performing? My identity was tied to my performance. And so I wish that there was somebody out there who was my age that was talking about this kind of stuff so that I could be like, you know what, it's okay that I'm not performing at the best because sometimes, you know, that's normal, but giving myself grace and learning that that's not who I am, that yes, I play lacrosse, but my identity is not being a lacrosse player. It's going out on the field and being a leader and encouraging people around me, just being the best that I can be and just honoring and serving God in all that I do. So that's why I want to kind of go in that direction. But right now I am kind of teaching people about how to be a a positive leader, how to have positivity, encourage people, and the importance of doing that. This is like you just read a script that I've been writing. I'm right in the middle of, of, of a new book for us that, that deals with the major issues that we've seen that youth face. And the number one issue is you, what you just hit on, their identity, their self-image. They don't know who they are. They don't know whose they are. They struggle with those kind of things of, you know, who am I? Um, and so when you were saying that, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I've been studying and researching. Matter of fact, before, before you got on this morning, I was writing another chapter in, in the self-image section of that book. So when you said that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't have I no idea that. this is where we were going to go. See yeah. how this works? Love <laughs> it. So great. Yeah. But let's go. Let's go into uh, first. Let's go back into to power, positive leadership. Look, what is that? That sounds like a buzzword to a lot of folks. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that our audience is listening. Maybe there's a young person listening or someone who's working with them and they're going, oh, no, that's some of that motivational guru, hocus pocus words here. But what is it really? And, and why is it important? Yeah. So like I said, growing up, I was like, oh, that positivity stuff, that motivation stuff, annoying. But we formulated it into teaching people just how to love other people, how to, um, you know, people a lot of times say, oh, you have to give them tough love. It's no, we have to love them tough. We have to love them while also holding them accountable. So if you're a friend, you can love them and not encourage them 
to do bad things. You can say, hey, what you're doing is not okay. I wanna hold you to a higher standard because I know your potential. I wanna encourage you to be your best. So we teach them ways as students and teens to uh, equip themselves, to lead themselves with more positivity. So we do um, you know, some games well, in, in our workshops, we do some games to kind of teach them how to be a more positive leader, how to encourage people. Like a game we play is we play um, rock, paper, scissors. And so they all split up into pairs. And then throughout the room, whoever loses, they have to cheer on the person that, that beat them. And then at the end of that game, they're all in a room, right? And there's two people battling rock, paper, scissors, and everyone who lost to those people are cheering them on. And the whole crowd is going crazy. And then whoever wins, the room is like up. It's like an uproar. It's, it's amazing because they've learned that even if they're not winning, that they still need to encourage people on their team. So we obviously use buzzwords like positivity, leadership, encouragement, but we're really trying to equip them. And we also teach with a principle, story, and application. So I teach them the principle of, hey, this is how you be a positive leader, you know, lead with excellence. Here's a story so you can relate it and really get a visual and understand it. And then here's an application way that you can apply it to your life and to your, your friends, your team, whoever you're trying to encourage. So that's kind of how the power of positive leadership works. You know, I can see why adults would buy into this, you know, right. those who are working with companies, those who are leading others. But if you're 16 years old, you're probably not thinking of yourself. Maybe you're not thinking of yourself as a leader. Why should they want to talk about this? Why should they even be concerned about this? It's a good question. I mean, truly, in my opinion, it's that there's a lot of kids that are struggling and we don't know what direction to go in. And so when they're presented with this and they learn about it, because, you know, a lot of times their parents will sign them up for it and some kids don't want to be there, right? <laughs> but kids that do want to be there, they're hungry because they want to, you know, they don't want to be in this mindset. A lot of them, again, are struggling with anxiety, depression, comparison. So they want to learn ways to equip themselves and then that translates to others. So I think mm -hmm. it's initially not where with a lot of athletes, it's like, okay, how can I be a better leader so I can lead my team to success? But for students that aren't athletes, I think a lot of them are, they just want some type of answer for how they can change their mindset to be more positive because they obviously don't want to be stuck in that, right? It's, it's uncomfortable. It makes you sad. It's not a great place to live in, in your mind. And so subconsciously, I feel like teens are always looking for more. They're looking for ways to, you know, be more positive or to get out of that mindset. And again, I don't think they're like maybe consciously like, oh, I want to learn to do this. I think it's they're in it. And then when they're in it, they're like, wow, this is, you know, then they tell their friends about it and then they're trying to get other people to do it, you know. So I think it's really important that they are learning this stuff so that they can equip themselves first and foremost. Jada. I've struggled with uh, over the years of when I've been working with youth and teaching them these these concepts, which one is the the topic that we need to cover first? And you've uh, the self-image, their identity, helping them realize that they are a person of worth or their mindset of thinking positive. I th We totally did not talk about the, that we were going to go in this direction to begin with, but it just came to my mind. I, I just thought... You and I could just discuss that for a second. What do you think, based on your experience, both as a, you know, 
you know, as you said, as an athlete and, and, and as someone who's working in this, in this positive, uh, you're a positive leadership disciple or you're a positive leadership evangelist, uh, you know, which, which would be, what, what should we do first? Should we work with youth on their self-image or their mindset? Uh, th- th- uh, this is a legitimate discussion I've had with coaches on our team. See, that's where it's hard because I think you kind of have to work with them together because you have to work on their mindset so that they know, like, if if they're positive, right, and they're fueling themselves with words of encouragement, that's giving them the confidence to be confident in their identity, to say, okay, I'm going to fuel myself to be a more positive person. And as a result of that, I know who I am. I know my identity. I know my performance in school and whatever I'm doing is not tied to who I actually am. That because I'm this positive person and I'm fueling myself with that optimism, that positivity and that belief, I believe that I am going to be great. I believe in who I am and my identity in who the creator says I am, my, you know, it, whether they're spiritual or not, there's a higher power, right? We always are tied to something. And so it's knowing that when you're positive, you're connecting to that higher power. And then it's allowing you to be more confident in yourself, your abilities and the things that you're doing. So I think it's kind of a combination of both, because if you're working on your identity, but you're not necessarily being positive and fueling yourself with that optimism and belief and saying, okay, I have this belief and this confidence in who I am, then you're just like, okay, well, I guess I know who I am, but if you're not talking to yourself in positive ways, it's kind of, you know, I say, so I think they go together, if that makes sense. I, I think it makes perfect sense that, that you really can, they're, they're so symbiotic and mm-hmm. connected that, you cannot focus on one without touching on the other. Exactly. You really can't. You can't talk to people about being positive if they look at themselves in a negative light. Exactly. And if, as you're developing their 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 uh, their confidence and their image, you know, helping them with those steps, it will improve uh, their mindset uh, going forward. Exactly. So you've been speaking to a lot of different. Uh, youth groups, college groups as well over time in these categories. How, what's the response been? I know I saw some uh, on your social media channels, you're speaking to some football teams, you're speaking to some baseball teams. What's been the response? Have, have a lot of them said, bought into it? Hey, this is great. I want to do this. Or have some of them been like, this girl's crazy. What's the coach doing? Bringing this lunatic in here. And how's it, what's the response been? Honestly, a lot of good feedback. People are hungry for this just because of everything going on with COVID. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, the teachers that I've been working with, they're, they want a more positive mindset. They're, you know, the students are struggling, but the, the teachers are the ones that are supposed to help equip them. They're supposed to help them get through the school year. And so if they're struggling, they're not able to full, fully fuel the students. And so a lot of the teachers, they're hungry for this. And they're like, this is what we needed. This is how we needed, you know, to start our year. We're so happy that our principal will like brought you in and our leadership team. So I think, you know, the, the response is in positive. It's funny though. I did a power positive leadership for teens event. Um, and so we did like this kind of thing where we have them go around the room and pick something that kind of describes how they're feeling or, you know, describes them in a way. And this kid actually grabbed a cat, he grabbed his cat. And we're like, Oh, tell us about that. And he's on a, a virtual thing and he goes, well, you know how cats just like sit there and they don't really do anything and they don't really care. He's like, yeah, I don't really want to be here. My mom made me sign up. <laughs> I was like, 
oh, okay. But then at the end of, of, you know, the training, he was like, he messaged us and he said, I really, I really needed to hear this. Like, I am so grateful that I did. I'm sorry for what I said in the beginning, but I'm so grateful. So it's some people don't, don't even realize that they need it and that this is missing. But at the end, the feedback is like, you know what? This is what I need. This is what I've been missing. This is the key. So really, really good feedback. It's been awesome. Mr. Ziegler used to say that everybody listens to the same radio station, WFIIFM, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. So what's the benefits for a parent to put their child into this kind of uh, a program where they're developing this positive leadership mentality? What's the benefit for a parent? And then also what's the benefit to the youth that comes through, the child that comes through? I think, um, the benefit for the parent and for the the student and the child is that they develop grit. They, they realize that mental toughness and they know, okay, in times of adversity challenges, these are ways that I can stay positive. Even though being a positive leader, isn't just about being positive. It's also learning how to deal with the negative. You're going to be in negative environments. You're going to face those challenges and adversity as you go through life, as you find out what your purpose is and you're trying to live that out. That's normal. So it's them being equipped with the tools to overcome that, that I think is so beneficial that every parent who, you know, puts their student or their child into this, they will get something out of it in that way. And the child, again, will be equipped with the knowledge to know when I'm in a situation, I know how to handle this. I know to deal with negativity. I know how to be a more positive leader. I know how to encourage myself. I know how to talk to myself instead of listening to myself. Because, you know, as teens, mostly, we listen to a lot of doubt. There's a lot of doubt and distraction and distortion that comes in. But it's learning that when you talk to yourself instead of listen to yourself, because when you listen to yourself, a lot of the times we hear the negativity, we hear the doubt, we hear all the reasons why we're not good enough, why we can't do this, why somebody else is more is you know more fit for the job than us. But if we talk to ourselves, we can fuel ourselves with that words, those words of encouragement to be able to get us to achieve something or have that more positive mindset. So it's that's what we teach in the power positive, you know, leadership training. So it's them being equipped with things like that, with being, you know what? I'm not really being positive right now. I'm not fueling myself with words of encouragement. I'm actually being really negative. I'm allowing that that doubt and that distraction and distortion to allow me to believe the lies that I'm not good enough. And so that's why I think it's really beneficial that at a young age, people are learning this so that when those challenges arise, they know what to do. You just hit on two big points. I want to make sure our audience did not miss. She said mental toughness, developing grit, which I don't know if the audience had it, but I just had an aha moment. That's, that's, that is a big sticking point, selling point because we do see this generation. How old are you? 24. 24. So yeah, really under, you know, the age of under you all the way down to my youngest is, is 12. That, that gap in there that they're missing some of that, that mental toughness that when the road gets tough, when the road gets hard, they're ready to throw up their hands and quit. Exactly. And COVID did not help with this at all. I mean, the pandemic really hurt it uh, as we went through on this. And then the second thing was learning. I already say how to talk to yourself instead of listening to yourself. That is that is like hashtag worthy there. We need to put that out on Twitter all over the place because that's that's got legs there. How do I talk to myself instead of listening? So 
if 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 we broke that down, let's take that one and break that one down. What are they listening to that they that you what do you think they're listening to in their mind that that they need to get over? What do you think's happening in their head? Because you talked about self-image and stuff. So I'm I'm gonna give you a chance just to throw out whatever. I don't want to speak for other people, but I the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I'm drawing on you know my own experiences and the things that I struggle with. So we have a lot of doubt that comes in, right? A lot of things that say I'm not good enough that you know, there's imposter syndrome that I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe somebody else is, you know, a better athlete than me, or they're doing, getting better grades in school, or that person may be more attractive to them, whatever it is, you know, at a young age, we're always looking for validation, for appreciation, for that confirmation that we are enough. Right. And so it's really important that they're talking to themselves instead of listening to the doubt that comes in because that doubt is lies. Right. But yes. we want to equip them to speak truth, to speak life into themselves so that, again, they have that confidence in knowing their identity. But when that doubt comes in and they're, they're thinking, you know, what, I'm not good enough. Like when I do the power positive leadership trainings, I have all the students, I have them write down two lies, two negative thoughts that they mm -hmm. tell themselves. And a lot of times they say, I'm not good enough. And so I say, okay, well, now I want you to speak truth to those lies. Tell me two truths that you're going to say every time that negative thought comes into your head. And they usually stand up, stand up and they say, I am good enough. Like, I'm supposed to be here. Why am I comparing myself to other people on social media, in the classroom, on the field? Whoever it is, there's so much comparison because social media wasn't this much of a problem what, maybe five years ago? Now right. it's a point where we have access to all of these things, to all of these people, and we're struggling with, again, our appearance, our image. You know, does this person have more money than me? Are they doing more things than me? Okay, well, their parents look like they're better. Why are their parents taking them these places? There's so much distortion, these negative thoughts and these lies. So that's why, again, it's really important that they're not listening to those lies because it comes in most of the times we reinforce it, right? We believe it. And then that's a narrative we start to tell ourselves. So by talking to ourselves with that encouragement and saying, mm -hmm. no, 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 I'm not listening to that lie because it's a lie. That's the first thing, recognizing that it's a lie and saying in this moment, I am going to speak truth to that lie and say that I am good enough. Yeah, what you just talked about writing down those lies, there's an activity that we do in one of the programs that we teach on self-image it's called the dump it activity, which is very similar. We're still write down everything that they have ever had said to them, done to them, or they have said or done to themselves that has negatively affected them in some way. They'll just list it all on this piece of paper. And then we have them ball it up and dump it in the trash can. We'll just physically have them walk up there and throw it away. And that's kind of a symbol for them, a, a signal of, of, of you're, you're moving past that. And it has it has gone in different ways and different places, you know, and it's, you know, it depends on the mood, but I have seen at times it really be emotional for people to realize that not the dumping as much, but the writing down of what they have been taking into themselves. It's realizing how negative they've been to themselves and how they're exactly. themselves to believe it. Yeah. My favorite Ziegler quote is you're what you are and where you are by what goes into your mind, that you can change what you are and you can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Love and that. so 
That's the whole premise of that thing. Write down what you've seen and just throw it away. And let's now try to put the pure and the powerful and the positive into that mind to replace what has already been there. Um, I know our, what our audience, I know you people out there are going, all right, you motivational, positive gurus on there. It's easy for you guys to say, but it's hard for us to do this. And we need to acknowledge that, that it is difficult um, to do. If you had, if someone came to you and said, hey, it, this is hard for me. I, I'm, I'm 17 years old. It's hard for me to, to feel good about myself, to be positive. What's, what is step one for me? I'm putting you on the spot, but what would be the first, what would be with the first thing that you would say, hey, just do this thing first. Take, take this first step. Well, I mean, first off, I would say it is hard. Like I still struggle with it at 24 years old. I'm speaking on this stuff because I'm passionate about it because I still struggle with it. And it's an everyday practice that I have to tell myself. And so I would say probably first to them is when those negative thoughts come in, recognize that they're negative thoughts. Think about, you know, the things that you've accomplished. Look at yourself. Think about how you were created in God's image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were created to do amazing things. You are here for a reason. There's a purpose for you. And so obviously that's, you know, some people when they're struggling, that's not something that they can fully believe right away. But still, like leadership is a transfer of belief. So by me just first off saying that to them, just hopefully is planting a little bit of something to them to just have their mind going a little bit, even if they're not believing it, even if they're like, okay, lady, be quiet. I, I just want to still encourage them in some type of way. And then we can sit down and come up with, okay, what are you really struggling with? Is this, you know, maybe you should turn off social media for a little bit and find out how to really be confident in yourself. Just ways to do that. I mean, every person is different, right? We're all individuals. We're all struggling with something, even though we struggle with, you know, some of the same things. It's still different at different levels. So uh, I don't know that I have a specific answer of something they can do right away. But typically, I would just say not just recognizing that those are lies when those negative thoughts come in and just talking to yourself instead of listening to yourself. Because if you continue to talk to yourself, eventually you might believe it, right? So it's also that transfer of belief of if I say something to them, hopefully they'll believe it. And then they can start affirming that in their mind. And then maybe they'll pass that on to somebody else. Yeah, something else I heard you say in there uh, that that propelled me to this thought was, was one of the things that we do where we're talking, uh, where we're teaching folks about how to maintain a positive, uh, positive self-image is to take an inventory of the good things in their life, of the positive things they have and those things they have that they can give to the world. And that, I don't know if you've ever seen a group of young people do that, but the first few seconds, minutes of that activity is a lot of staring off into space because they can't think of anything or they have a hard time, you know, bridging that and you have to guide them along. But once they make that initial physically writing something down, it, it's like, it's like the dam burst and the water is just flooding out. Now they can start thinking about it and you see a change in their face, Jay. I mean, they start smiling, they start feeling good about themselves and then they have all this stuff written down and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm not, the negative bad thing that I thought I was. Look, people feel good when they're around me. They do this, they do that. And sometimes it takes some help, you know, for us to guide them through it. But uh, it, it's just such a change that. So 
You can't be blessed and stressed at the same time. Oh, that's another one. Blessed and stressed at the same time. My dad says we got another hashtag audience. Yeah, that's why my dad, when he, you know, was going from negative to positive, his first step was he said, every day I'm going to go out and I'm going to take a gratitude walk. Mm -hmm. And he would walk every day. He does it still to this day since he was, what, 35. And he makes sure he goes on this walk. And every time he does this, he says all the things he's thankful for. He prays. He thanks God for his life, for the things he's able to do. And in that moment, he's like, I'm not stressed because I'm so grateful that there's no way I can be stressed. I'm just blessed. I'm realizing all the things that I've been blessed with and all the things I've been blessed to do. And they say, like, you just really cannot be blessed and stressed at the same time. That's very true. That is so true. I was just thinking this question. I, I would encourage people to to obviously buy your your dad's books and, and listening to the audio books uh, because of the uplifting message they have. But my first thought was, is, who does Jade listen to? <laughs> who does she read? I mean, is it, you know, because I know I have children. Sometimes they don't want to listen to what we're saying. But who who do, who do you listen to? Who, who do you get your encouragement, your motivation to from as well? Um, so growing up, I did not want to read my dad's books at all because you don't ever want to hear anything your parents have to say because they're always wrong. But now that I'm 24 and I'm in this chapter of my life, I've realized, you know, how impactful my dad's books are. And so I do read his books. Um, and they're, you know, very helpful. I love stories, love fables. I love to read, but now I'm starting to get into, um, you know, reading different types of books like atomic habits. And, mm. um, you know, I just read rich dad, poor dad, but just like things that of trying to constantly better myself. But I would say my encouragement and my motivation comes, I listen to a lot of sermons, um, like a lot of podcasts. And so I'll listen to that because again, I can't do what I'm doing until I, am honoring and serving God and worshiping him and being like, thank you, God, this is what I feel like my calling is what I'm here to do. And so that's where I get my sense of purpose, my motivation. Mm -hmm. So I listen to a lot of sermons and a lot of podcasts. So how can youth get involved with what you guys are doing? So how can parents get their youth involved? Where, where can they go? What can they do? Yeah. Um, so every month we just started doing this every month. We were doing it, you know, every so often, but now it's every month we're doing a power, power of positive leadership trainings for teens mm -hmm. virtually. So you can sign up online at uh, powerpositiveleadership.com slash teens. And you can sign up for, there's um, specific dates that are on the website. You can sign up for whichever one fits your schedule. And we will do a two hour workshop and we'll teach your students, your kids all about the power of positive leadership and it'll be interactive it'll be fun we'll have them write some things down uh, we always say the genius is in the room so they'll hear from other students other kids and be able to learn and say oh that's really good i don't do that but i'm going to start doing that um so i would definitely say that any books you would recommend them getting besides yeah since this book know, here <laughs> yeah so since a, a lot of my dad's books are fables they're really easy to read so i would say definitely starting with the energy bus Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably the best one. Um, if you're an athlete, Training Camp, it's a book about um, a uh, rookie who's learning to do what the best do better than everybody else, kind of learning to be your best. And he, you know, got hurt. So he had to face those challenges and learn that grit and that mental toughness. Um, I mean, you know, most of his books are great. The Positive Dog, learning to feed the positive instead of learning to feed the negative, the shark and the goldfish, soup, you know, what you put into your life, into the people around you is what you get out of it. Seed, finding your purpose, your passion, your calling. So, I mean, 
feel like you really can't go wrong with any of his books. And and I will say this to the audience who are not familiar with his books, you'll you'll find as you read them that they're the stories are intertwined, that mm-hmm. characters from one show up in another or they're related to someone in another, and that makes them all it's not just like they're separate books. It's like they're just part of an entire anthology of of, uh, of how to live your life in a positive way. So you really are going to appreciate that aspect of it uh, as well. How can they get in touch with you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, jadegordon11. Um, I you know, would love to, if any students, teens want to reach out, I'd love to encourage you, love to have a conversation. Um, but yeah, my email's on there as well. If you ever want to email me, any bookings or just to talk, I would love that. I just want to encourage people. I want to equip students the next generation to be more positive leaders. So any way that I can help impact anybody, I I would love it. Now, you got us excited at the first few minutes saying that you had maybe some online training and new content coming up on on self-image and self-identity. Let's put you on the spot. When can we expect that? 2023 sometime? What are we looking at for that? Yeah, probably 2023. I'm going to, you know, sit down. We've kind of have an outline of all the things that I'm going to create. I want to create a course. So, mm-hmm. you know, students, teens can sign up for this adults as well, just to kind of, you know, have that confidence and really know your identity. Cause again, I still struggle with it. So it's a daily practice of, you know, holding each other accountable, learning those kinds of things. Um, and then also eventually maybe writing a book with my dad, who knows, we'll see. Maybe it's in the works, not giving anything away. <laughs> There you go. It, that's okay. We want to kind of tease the audience as they, as they've gone through. Yeah. Thank thank you so much for for being with us today. This this has been a lot of fun for us. Um, I, there's a lot of synergy in what you say and and what you believe and, and and what we've been doing here. I really love what you're talking about with with not only positive leadership but the, but your new focus, the focus that you're feeling loud towards going in because that's been our focus as well. So. Uh, that I, I love seeing others out there, you know, that are they're willing to step forward and say, I want to help. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I, I always love talking to people who want to encourage students, teens, the next generation. So thank you so much for having me. This was so awesome. And thank you, audience, for staying with us. And listen, someone that you know needs to hear this or see this podcast. Please like, share and comment on this. And we'll be back again next week with a new episode of the Gen Z Show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us too on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.